Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, Chapter 5, Part 3. Christian and faithful joined by talkative. Talkative, coming across the road. Sure, I'll be delighted to go with you. Faithful said, come on then and let us walk together. We can talk of things that are helpful. Talkative said, that suits me fine. To talk of things that are good with you or anyone else is very acceptable to me. I am glad to meet with those who are interested in the better things of life. For to tell you the truth, there are very few these days who want to talk about things of value. Most of our generation are interested only in the trivial things of no profit. This has been a heartache to me. Faithful said, that is indeed regrettable for what in this world is more worthy of our conversation than the things of God. Talkative said, I like you very much. Your words are full of conviction. And what else is so pleasant and profitable as to talk of things eternal? That is, if a person has any interest in that, which is marvelous and enduring. For instance, if a person likes to discuss history or the mysteries of life, or if he loves to think of miracles, where will he find records so trustworthy or so beautifully related as in the Holy Scriptures? That's true, but to be benefited by these things should be our aim, said Faithful. Well, that, that's what I say. To talk of these things is most profitable, for by so doing, a man may get knowledge of many things, such as the vanity of earthly things and the value of things above. That is general, but to be specific by this, a man may learn the necessity of the new birth, the insufficiency of our works, and the need of Christ's righteousness, and so on. Besides by this, a man may learn what it is to repent, to believe, to pray, to suffer, and the like. Also by this, you may learn what are the great promises and consolations of the gospel to your own comfort and learn to refute false doctrines and opinions to vindicate the truth and also to instruct the ignorant. Faithful said, all this is true, and I'm glad to hear you say these things. Talkative responded, alas, the lack of them is the cause of so few understanding the need of faith and the necessity of a work of grace in the heart in order to have abundant life and of so many ignorantly living in the works of the law by which no one can gain the kingdom of heaven. Faithful said, yes, but heavenly knowledge of these things is the gift of God. No man attains them by human effort or by only talking of them. Talkative said, all that I know very well, for a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. All is of grace, not of works. I could give you a hundred scriptures to verify this. Faithful said, well then, what is the one thing we shall discuss at this time? Talkative said, whatever you wish. I will talk of things heavenly or things earthly, things moral or things spiritual, things sacred or things profane things past or things to come, things foreign or things at home, things essential or things circumstantial, provided that all be done in a profitable way. Faithful, wondering a little what kind of person Talkative was, as Talkative was slowing up, walked up beside Christian, who was a few steps ahead, and spoke to him. What a brave, well-informed companion we have. Surely he will make an excellent pilgrim. Christian, smiling modestly, this fellow with his tongue will mislead those who do not know him. Faithful, do you know him then? 
know him, yes, better than he knows himself. Pray tell me what kind of person he is. His name is Talkative, and he is from our town. I'm surprised that you do not know him, even though our town is quite large. Whose son is he, and where does he live? He is the son of one Saywell. He lives on Pratting Row, and he is known to all who are acquainted with him as Talkative of Pratting Row. Notwithstanding his large vocabulary and his glib, smooth tongue, he is a sorry fellow. Faithful said, well, but he seems to be true. Christian answered, yes, away from home to those who are not well acquainted with him. Like some artist's pictures you have seen, he looks best at a distance. Faithful, but you smile with almost let me to think you were jesting. Christian, God forbid that I should jest about this man or anyone else. Maybe I should not have smiled, but I was only smiling at your high opinion of him. Far be it from me to falsely accuse anyone, yet I will tell you the type of fellow he is. He is for any kind of company and any kind of talk. He prides himself on being adaptable. Like a chameleon, he changes his color every time he changes his environment. He can talk just as easily in a tavern as he is talking to you. And the more he drinks, the more he talks. Pure religion has no place in his heart, in his house, or in his daily living. His religion is only in his tongue. He uses religion for pastime conversations to entertain. Is that so? Then I'm greatly deceived in him. Deceived you are, Christian said. If you think he is a sincere pilgrim, remember the proverb, they say and do not, but the kingdom the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. When he talks of prayer, repentance, faith, and the new birth, he's not speaking of his own personal experience, but merely repeating what he has heard. I have been in his home, and I have observed him both at home and abroad, and I know whereof I speak. His house is as void of the religion of Christ as the white of an egg is of flavor. In his life, there is no sign of prayer or repentance. He is the very stain and reproach of Christianity to all who know him. The name of Christ is scorned in all that end of town because of him. Many of his neighbors say of him, a saint abroad and a devil at home. His family find it so. He is a rude, uncouth boar with a temper like a buzzsaw and a tongue like a scorpion. When he gets angry, he can curse a blue streak. Those who have dealings with him say it is better to deal with an outlaw. If possible, he will go beyond what an ordinary crook will do to deceive, cheat, and defraud. Yet for his own safety, he manages to stay within the bounds of the law. Besides, he is bringing up his sons to follow in his steps. And if he finds any one of them yielding to a sensitive conscience, he calls him a stupid blockhead and a timid fool. For my part, I am of the opinion that he, by his wicked life, has caused many to stumble and fall. And unless God prevents, he will be the ruin of many more. Faithful said, well, Christian, I'm bound to believe you, not only because you say you know him, but also because I know you are a truthful man. I cannot think that you speak these things from ill will, but I believe they are true, and you think fellow pilgrims should know them. 
Christian answered, if I had known him no longer than you have, I might have thought of him as you did at first. Or if the source of my information had been only those who reject the Christian religion, I would have thought it was slander, which often comes from malicious tongues against good men's names and professions. But of all these things, yes, and many more just as bad, I can prove him guilty by my own knowledge. Besides, the best of men are ashamed of him. The mention of his name to those who know him makes them blush. Faithful said, well, I see that saying and doing are two different things. And hereafter, I shall watch the distinction more closely.